What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Volleyball Source Podcast. My name is Everett Delorme. It is currently Tuesday, April 13th, and today we have a very, very special guest here on the podcast. You can say an historic guest because she is the bronze medalist, the third place finisher from the first ever, the inaugural Athletes Unlimited Women's Pro League down in the United States. She is a former Trinity Western Spartan. She's the current setter for our women's national team. Her name is Brie King, and today she's on the Volleyball Source podcast. Brie, welcome. I'm so glad we've been able to connect and, and get you onto the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat volleyball. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Let's let's start off with the 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 first thing. First of all, congratulations on we'll watch just first of all just congratulations on being a part of Athletes Unlimited. Just it happening in the first place was incredible, if, especially considering everything going on in the world right now. Um but then not only to go and to be the only Canadian a part of it, but then to absolutely dominate you the, the way you did, it was so much fun to watch. And then the best way, the best thing is that you did, like I found your best week was the last week when you had your team, your team captain. And that's really when you, you clinched that bronze medal. So let's just jump into it. First off, like how was that overall experience? Because I'm sure like you played one year of pro last year uh, in Dresden, but I'm sure, you know, this experience was completely different than anything else in your volleyball career. For sure. Yeah. You're dead on there. It was, yeah, like you said, just like kind of felt like a miracle that it even ended up happening at all. Um, considering where it was happening and what was going on in the world. So that it always just was like, I hope this really goes through. And then by the time we were there, it was like, felt like a dream that we were playing volleyball with a big group of girls, like, with coaches and playing six on six. It was just, I hadn't done that in months. So that was just, that alone was so fun to just be playing volleyball and you could really feel everyone felt that. And it was just like, so exciting to be playing. Um, and then, yeah, like I've played one year in Europe and it just like, even comparing the two, it, it just so wildly different um, for a lot of different reasons, but the experience as a whole in athletes unlimited was it felt like once in a lifetime, sort of like just every day was so fun and so exciting. And um, there were so many elements to the league in general that made it that way. But I think the the thing that really sticks out is just the, the quality of people that were involved and that were running it and playing in it and coaching it. And it just, it really became like this family that was um, so like comfort comforting I guess but also really competitive at the same time and it just felt like yeah it was like the perfect volleyball experience I just loved I really loved every minute of it well I mean it was for for all intent like it was the only you know it was an op- one-time opportunity right even if they have yeah. the league next year it's never going to be you know a it's never going to be the inaugural year of, of the league yeah. right it's never going to be a bubble year of the league like like you guys had had this year um so yeah. i mean I, I think just in in that part it's such a cool experience to be a, a part of and and like yeah just just the whole fact that it was off the ground and running i i thought it was amazing like it really yeah. hats off to the organizers for making it happen especially right now because i mean we've seen plenty of other leagues just not not be able to do it yeah exactly the people that were running it are i can't even explain how like of course they have to be like really competent at their jobs to make something like that 
go so smoothly. But on top of that, they were just such amazing people and really deeply cared that our experience as players was valuable. And I just felt like the volleyball was like a huge bonus and that they all they really cared about was that I was like thriving as a human off the court, too. It was it was really the best. That's pretty great. It it did seem like their attention to detail in in terms of how you guys were treated and and the decisions that you made was 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 great. And you could see, you know, Cassidy, Cassidy Lichtman spoke about it, you know, at length at different parts throughout the competition. Everyone did, and it it was phenomenal. Can I ask about now? You're playing in a gym with some absolute legends you know you were posting before the event started going started going about you know getting to set sheila of course there's i mean like the list like the list goes like jordan larson um bethania de la cruz and i mean you're still very young you've only got one year of professional volleyball under under your belt and actually last year you could have been going before when you went to Rasput Dresden was if if I'm correct in remembering that you were basically like signed up to go to Trinity Western and then at the last minute decided to go play professionally so how, how old are you again 22 23. 23 so I mean you're still a young gun amongst amongst some of the legends of the game and yet that didn't seem to phase you you're one of the highest picks in the first draft right off the bat and then you were the number one setter pretty much unanimously throughout the event. Stats wise, you were by far the number one setter. You got you averaged two more assists, like over two two more assists a set than the next the next highest setter. So, like, what? How was that process? Did you kind of come into the gym being a little bit intimidated and then found your groove, or did you just kind of decide, hey, let's I'm gonna rock it and play my game, and just you had success the whole way? Yeah, um, I think the first couple of weeks we were all there practicing um both shayla castro and bethania de la cruz weren't there for those two weeks they arrived later because of visa stuff um so we had some time to like you know get used to each other the other girls and kind of find a rhythm um and i think i just i really had this mentality going in that i was like i want to be the one that people want to play with and and i I knew going into it that I was capable of being that setter. And um, there was just like so many good players in this league that it, I knew nothing was like, nothing was going to be handed to me. I knew that I needed to like perform well to be on the court consistently. But um, I think in like the first few days, um, I don't know, you just quickly, I found for me personally, once we got playing, of course, there's like moments where you feel like, oh, this is crazy that all these girls that I grew up watching play are beside me on the court right now. But once we started actually playing the game, you kind of realize like we all play the same game. We're all, you know, we all play on the same size court and we use the same ball and it's the same thing I need to do, whether I'm setting Jordan Larson or setting, you know, some player at Trinity. Like it's the same. I have the same job. Um, and the outcome is going to be different, of course, based on the caliber of players. But um, I found it really, it happened quickly for me, just this shift of like, I'm going to go and be a boss and play the game that I'm capable of playing. And and I want to really just do whatever I can to make all of these world-class hitters look good as, as they should on TV for the country to watch. So um, that was kind of my mentality going in, I think. And then Besides that, I think the the whole bubble concept that we had to stick with because of COVID 
um, really forced us to spend a lot of time together off the court. Um, you, there was no other option but like playing board games and cards and hanging out. We had this one lounge area that we could be in. So you, obvious, this kind of goes without saying, but those off-court connections are like a direct translation to how you feel comfortable comfortability with them on the court. Like, and so I, I quickly built relationships with all the players and that I think really translated well onto the court. And I was able to um, find a rhythm and, and find this like confidence, like that I was like, I, I'm able to make, to give the ball that these players need and I'm going to do what I can to make that happen sort of. So it was, it was definitely a learning process, but I felt like it happened. You kind of had to make that adjustment quickly if you wanted to succeed in the league. So um, I felt like I was kind of forced into it and you just start playing better and, and playing up to their level because you have to, if you want to win games. So it was unbelievable to get to play with all of them. Did you feel like almost like a bit of an outsider at the beginning? Because you're coming in and other than, uh, than Bethania de la Cruz and, uh, I, I guess her and Sheila, everyone else is American. Everyone else yep. is in that USAV system. Everyone else has played in the NCAA, right? So yep. there's all that sort of, of familiarity between the other the other girls. And here comes, you know, Brie King. I played at Trinity Western. Like, did anyone, yep. did any of them even know what Trinity Western was coming in? No, uh, one girl is actually married to Eric Lutke, who also played at Trinity Western. So she knew. Yes. Uh, her- Shout out to Sam Seliger-Swenson, Selig- Selig- uh, who was the aforementioned second, uh, the second place setter, if you will, in, in the standings. So obviously being Canadian or being married to a Canadian, a.k.a. de facto <laughs> Canadian, gives you an extra power in the Athletes right. Limited League. So we've already right. determined that. Great. Perfect. Good point. Good point. Um her and then Jordan Larson, actually, her fiance is friends with Ben Josephson, who coaches at Trinity. So she knew that I played at Trinity and she knew I'd been like practicing with them and stuff. But nobody else, obviously, it's like a small Canadian college. No, no American is paying attention to that. So um, it, I definitely felt when I got there, like, OK, like I've not like I've got something to prove, but just like I'm excited to show them what like Canadian volleyball is all about and how we're good too. And, and we have a good system and program and like, we can compete with all of you too. And that was like a fun aspect of it for me, I think. And I also, the first like three weeks of competition, I was um, with, there's a couple of girls that I was repeatedly on the same team with over and over. So that really helped me feel like I had like a, a crew kind of, cause um, I think that's one thing with changing teams, like it, the girls that came in with friends, it was helpful because you feel like you, you've got someone consistent regardless of whether the teams are changing all the time. So that helped me a lot, just build friendships faster. But yeah, it was really, really fun to like be the one representing Canada and Trinity and just like the whole um, program in our country. That was like, that was sweet. It was, it was honestly so much fun to watch. Um, and like I, I mean, we, me and my girlfriend and I watched it, watched it all the way through. Uh, she doesn't really watch uh, volleyball, but she knows who you are now, so <laughs> so that's great. Um, but like, how surreal was it? You know, we talked about having getting to play with some of the legends of the sport, but then as the event progressed, not only were you getting to play with them, but they were seeking you out, and like you were consistently one of the top the top picks so what was it like when you know like Sheila is 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 on your team and Jordan Larson's picking you or you know Bethany de la Cruz is, is picking you and they're being like yeah Brie is is my number one like how did that feel yeah like 
it's if you if I stopped and really thought about it I think I could have been more like I don't know rattled or like excited about it. it I really felt so in the zone of just like all I want to do is win and 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 be the best here and if if I'm on their teams I've got a better chance of doing that so I think I was mostly like I need to make sure that one of them picks me so that I'm on a winning team because I want to win these games and I think after after a little while where I realized like I'm my like presence on the court was valuable in the league I think I started to really I don't know I was like really excited about draft day and 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 you develop these connections I think it was week three I was on Jordan Larson's team on gold's gold the gold team gold rush I think we were called and we had this group of it was like me Jordan Shayla Molly McCage, um, Kristen Tupac was our libero. There's other girls too, but I just remembered that week. It felt like we went from being like, we're all individual competitors to like, we became a unit that week. And it really felt like we were like a solid team that had felt like we had been together forever. Um, And from that point, it really felt like, I don't know, there was like another level of like connection and desire to play with like we we kept all the weeks after that we were like all secretly hoping we'd be together again and so I think you almost like you I kind of forgot about like oh these names and it just became like they're my friends we spend all day together every day and of course I want to be on their team because I love them and they're they're like someone I want to be around and someone I want to play with and the the better your the people picking you obviously the better your team is and the more you're going to win and it's more fun to win so I think my the like 23-year-old little Canadian setter in me was like holy crap this is so fun and crazy and then but I didn't really let that live much I was just so like yes this is where this is where I belong this is what I need to be I need to perform like this I need to stay in this like mental state of like I'm I'm a competitor so that I can keep succeeding in the league that was kind of my men- mindset Now, heading into that final week, I admittedly was a little worried for you because you had found a lot of success every other week feeding the best player, right? And and just giving them every single ball that you could have. Absolutely so. But heading into the the last week, you're a team captain and you're not able to do that anymore. And yet that seemed to be one of your best weeks ever. Did you, like how much time and thought did you put into building your team? And did you build your team in order to kind of uh, display your strengths or were you just trying to surround yourself with people that you really liked? Yeah. Um, I definitely was also nervous when I was captain and I thought, "Uh Oh, this is probably isn't going to go as well as it has been where I'm getting picked. It's, it's sometimes better to be getting picked than to have to pick yourself. Um, but I think I, I, my coach that week was Joe Trinzi, who has coached with Canada last summer and him and I are really tight. And we had this long meeting, him and his wife and me, we went on this long walk and strategized what we were going to do. And we kind of landed on this, like, we're going to build a team that has amazing ball control and a lot of grit and, and just hope that we outlast other teams. Basically, we knew we weren't going to get like one of the couple, like, huge bangers so we were like how can we make a really balanced team where everyone is just good at volleyball and can do their job and no one has to do more than more than their job and I felt like we did that I knew I I wanted to run a fast offense obviously that's like a strength that I have that I knew could help us win and so I picked pin hitters that could run fast and um 
middle blockers that I had Taylor Morgan was on my team that week and I played with her for three weeks before. And so I felt like I didn't have to think with her. And then Lauren Gibbemeyer obviously is like world-class and she just carried us through a lot of games. So I felt like I just picked people that it was just very balanced and very like volleyball IQ was very high. And so every game, it seemed like we were neck and neck with teams, maybe even a little bit behind. And at the very end, like we made the play at the end and, and other teams didn't. So and I think that was like totally a reflection of the caliber of players that I had and just their like smarts, their volleyball smarts, I guess they were able to like finish really well. Yeah, I mean, and finish very well. You did. You ended up in that third place spot. You finished top three. Is that something you could have imagined happening going into the bubble? No, 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 no. Uh, never in a million years did I think that would happen. Not even during the league. Like I was kind of sitting like, for the first half, like eighth to 12th, sort of like in like doing fine, but I never even for a second. And I remember the week. The you first were, week, you were like, normally in the top 10. Okay. Top 10. Maybe I really wasn't paying attention much to leaderboard. Well, I was just I, like, I was. okay, good, good. Um, so was my husband. My husband was very, he doesn't, he doesn't know volleyball very well, but he was very invested into the leaderboard. Um, but I think once I realized, I guess the last week, the two, the, the, second to last week and the last week both I was like right on the cusp of being a captain obviously I finished being a captain and I was of course you're thinking like okay yeah it would be nice to finish in the top four because I didn't even know that there was a top four I honestly thought there was just one champion and that was it and then once you realize that and you also realize that how you finish is a direct correlation to how much money you make in the league that's how the whole system works so oh, I I didn't know that that's crazy yeah. Yeah, to, it's like directly your standings is is your salary. So um, that and I didn't know that either until like the last week. And then you start to realize like, OK, like I I should really try and win these because this is a big deal. Um, never did I ever think that I was going to be even close to the top four. But I'm I'm really glad to represent the setters. I think that a setter deserved to be in the top four, considering how hard it was to change teams every week. And everyone really like stepped up to the plate I thought in big time for that so it was it was really fun to to be one of the top four for sure how was that dynamic of having to change your team every single week um it it, it seemed like it would have been a lot of work especially especially from the setters point of view because as the hitters you can kind of be a little demanding like if you're Bethany Bethany De La Cruz you're coming in being like yeah. I want the ball like this and your job is to be like okay Yes, exactly. It was so hard. I, I, I don't know if I've ever been so like mentally exhausted than, than in like the middle of the week of these weeks, like where you're just trying to figure out like usually at, at least three quarters of your team is brand new and you just like have maybe you set them a couple times way back when we were preseason training, but since then you haven't played with them Lauren Gibbemeyer is a prime example of that I played with her in the last week hadn't set her a ball since being in Dallas ever so you wow. and you have two days to like figure it out like and and you don't want to like kill yourself in the first couple days because you have to play three matches on the weekend back to back to back so very exhausting I felt like as a setter especially like the emotional relationship of like I trust you you trust me like I got your back I'm gonna get you like and just making sure everyone felt like involved and like I cared that they were getting the ball they wanted, even though if I knew in my head, like I have to prioritize these couple girls because I don't feel great with them yet. And just like it was such a dance, but 
really, really fun. And I'm so glad I got to play with such a variety of players. Like I got to play with almost everyone in the league. So that's so cool and worth the like extra amount of work for sure. I thought it was awesome. Really challenging. Is it something, do you think that, you know, they've already announced that there's going to be a season next year? Is it something that you're looking going to going back to, or maybe, you know, you want to go back to Europe? What's, what's, what's kind of the next step on the, on the pro side of things? Yeah. Um, I would love to play in athletes unlimited again in the future. I think for, it's just a really short season. So for, I'm really young and I want to develop in my career, um, as much as possible. And I think after I had like some good conversations with some of the more veteran players that were there and just kind of hashed out, like, this is so fun, but what's going to get me to where I want to be five years from now. And, um, so I won't be going back this coming year. I've actually signed to play in Europe. I can we can we know what can you can we draw can we make the announcement know. now? I actually don't know if I'm allowed. I would guess I'm not allowed. The the club hasn't announced it. So, but okay. I can tell you. After. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me off the screen. And, and I'm actually going with another national team member to the same team. So that's kind of fun. Oh, really it. <laughs> oh wow that's exciting man i will have this conversation in a bit but it yeah. has hands down been the best pro year for canadian women ever and yeah. it's really really exciting but that's that's a little further down the list of things we need to talk about so we'll we'll get we'll get that into the time um now but just going back to athletes limited just kind of wrap up on it how was it it was it, obviously it was a different league and it had like a, a different message. You know, you all had charities that, that you were playing for. It was, it was very, very politically charged. What was it like to kind of be in, in that environment? Yeah, it was cool. It was um, so unique. Uh, like you said, like, like nothing else really I've ever been a part of in any, not even just sport. It was just like very, um, they were really mindful about, causes and and letting athletes share what they cared about in life in any way they wanted and that's just sweet because you it really helped us athletes get to know each other really well I remember the like first week we had a night where we all sh went around and shared what cause we were playing for and why we chose that and almost every girl had chosen their cause because of a really personal thing like and it just like built these connections of like oh my gosh I'm I feel I care way more about you succeeding because I know you're representing this cause that um, really means so much to you because of this thing you went through. And I, and I love you for that. And I think it really helped us all um, see like beyond the sport big time. Like I feel like I know, I really feel like even the girls that I played with for like Shayla, for example, Castro, I played with her for three weeks and I feel like I really know her as a player and a teammate way, way, way more than that. I feel like I know her as a person and a friend and a human. And like, I know what she cares about and I know what she's passionate about and why she does what she does. And I don't, I felt like in my experience in Europe, you, you don't get quite that level of connection with your teammates because it's so focused on volleyball and winning and just doing the best you can as a team that you often miss all of the like off court stuff. And so that was like such a joy to get to experience and, and be a part of really. How much of a legend is Sheila? Like, cause she was in the bubble with her kids, which was like yeah. something else all, all together. And just seeing you guys, yeah. you know, obviously on Sly Michelle's vlogs and just on Instagrams and stuff like that, kind of seeing how they're just there was, was really cool to see how there's that integration of motherhood with being a professional athlete. 100%. She is 
one of the most amazing people I've ever met in anything. She's like, I mean, you don't win two gold medals and not be like just a phenomenal human. Like, like you, you can't get there without like being way more than just a good athlete. And she, yeah, she just carries herself so like down to earth and like, I'm like this nobody 20 year old that is on her team a bunch and she's just like laughing and making fun of me and we're joking around and, and like strategizing about what's gonna happen in the draft and like she just felt like instantly like a big sister and I felt that with so many girls like just like this I feel like I walked away with way deeper connections than should be possible in such a short amount of time but I really feel like um yeah just the quality of people and and there was her and Katie Carter was also a player in the league who had her daughter there um and they just like just heroes in my mind like I just can't even imagine and the fact that they did that and made it look so easy I'm just like blown away and and they were just so willing to offer like just offer themselves to us and like be this like vision of what we all could be if we want to be and yeah it was it was just really awesome (laughs) such a cool experience that's crazy it was so much fun to watch um I'm excited to watch it again um now before we wrap it up are, are you going to be bringing the petitions for the, the long spandex to be allowed to be worn internationally? Because like I, I tend to like, you know, I, at first I was kind of like, oh, the, the spandex, like they're going for it. And afterwards, like it seemed like it was a, a better look actually than than the the normal spandex and like the, the knee like like spandex. So it just fit in with your 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 outfits. Nice. It kind of tied everything together, like look good, feel good, play good. And, and that's what right? it felt like. Right. Like that's what it felt like the the, the uh, those long spandex were doing for you. For sure. For sure yeah. It was so nice. That's <laughs> such, such a luxury to be able to play with whatever we wanted to it was the sweet it was so cool but it's so natural too because like whenever you walk into a national team practice right very yeah. rarely are the girls wearing their their game yeah. spandex yeah. Yeah. and it's just kind of something that like why aren't we just making that that transition right like especially like you just want them to be like the majority of spandex out there are just uniform black spandex with a like a a logo on it why can't we be doing the same thing with long ones right lululemon let's get into the game come on yeah. Were they, were they, did they have like a little bit of shine to them? Like it looked like there was a bit of like slidey material just to ease things for, for diving and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was like some, like, it was different material kind of right on the side. And I think partially for that and partially just to make it look cooler and like a little bit more exciting than just one color. But yeah, there was. That Nike swag was nice. Like Nike, you guys need to get more invested into volleyball because it's, it's good stuff. I like it. Agreed. Now, let's talk about kind of what brought you here. Uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand, and this is 100% on me, but for some reason, like, we've never really spoken. Like, when you came onto the national team system, like, I remember talking to Jen Cross, and she's and I was like, so, like, what's the, the setter situation? She's like, oh, well, we've got Brie, you know? And I was just like, Brie who? And then I saw her, I was like, oh, like, I, I know this girl. Like, I, I know the Trinity girl, but for, uh, maybe this is completely on me, but it seems like you came under the radar so let's let's go back to the beginning like yeah. how do you start volleyball where are you playing club before you go on to trinity western let's 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 start with the the, the beginnings beginnings okay okay um i started playing volleyball really crazy young I, my first club team i was in third grade and i played on a grade five club team okay um, so you've been a champion since the beginning got it oh, perfect yeah, yeah. 
no, I just threw up, begged the coach to let me play. I was so obsessed. My sister, I have an older sister, Lauren O'Reilly, formerly, and she played national team like for a bunch of years, like 10 years ago. She's a lot older than me. So I grew up oh. watching. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now I'm starting to see the. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, are you from the lower mainland then? Is that yeah. home? Yeah. Langley, Abbotsford, that's home base. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Cool. So I grew up in the gym all the time watching her and wanting to be her. So I was like overhand serving way too young, those kind of things. Just like, I was like, I have to be her. And so I played like crazy all throughout high school. I played for Fraser Valley Volleyball Club in high school. And then my last two years of club, I played for Academy Volleyball, which is a new club that had my first year with them was their first year. Like I went with them. Um, it was awesome. And then signed to Trinity when I was really young because my sister played there and I just wanted nothing more than to play at Trinity. And but I, I mean, knew. that, that makes sense. Like you are like of your, of the Christian faith. Like I'm sure that regardless without volleyball, you are still going to be to Trinity. And that's like, I think that Trinity has this, like they have it perfect. Like if you are a Christian in this country and you play yep. volleyball, every single person knows yeah. who Trinity Western is. And that like, that is the, that's yeah. the, that's really the Mecca. 100%. Yeah, it's unreal. And it's, it's such an amazing school for so many reasons. The volleyball was an awesome part of it. And um, yeah, I played there for four years. So my first two years, my first year, I, I had signed as a setter, but I was also playing left side in my grade 12 year in club. What, what, um, sorry, what was your first year at Trinity Western? What, what was your rookie 2015. year? 2015. 2015. Okay. So the year that they won nationals. The year after. Oh, the won. year that they were after they won nationals. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not so bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> um, 2015, and I played libero my first year, which is kind of hilarious. Um, we got silver at nationals that year. It was tough. We were supposed to win that. And then my second year, I played left side, primary like fully. Nikki Cornwall was the setter at the time, so she yeah. set and I swung. And then my third year, I started setting again. So then I sat in my third year and my fourth year and then really didn't, I kind of had lost a bit of the like national team desire. I, I just didn't, I had a lot go, I have a lot of things going on in my life that volleyball was like important, but not like everything. And um, after I remember I was in grade or sorry, I was in my fourth year. Um, and we were at nationals and our, my coach, Ho Ryan Hofer came up to me and Hillary Howe, who's also on our national team. She, and said, Hey, we have a new national team coach. They just hired this whole new staff and he's coming to nationals. He's here. He's coming to our game today and to watch like to scout. And we were both like, Oh my goodness, like so nervous. And I will never forget. We were playing for fifth after we got, after we lost to UBC and we were really not feeling it at all because it just sucks to be on that side of the bracket. And then I'll never forget the moment that Tom Black, our coach from national team, walked into the gym our na like of nationals. And me and Hillary were both like, okay, we got to turn it on and be great. And that was kind of like the initial spark of like, okay, I think I want to play, at least try to play for Canada. I have no idea where I'm at. I didn't know anyone on the team. I didn't know anything about our national team. But I was like, maybe I'm like, I don't know how good I am, but I'm going to try and see, I guess. Went to the tryout that was like a few weeks later and made the next gen team, like the development team. And I trained with them for like four weeks, maybe three weeks. And then 
after my those three weeks the I got like called up I guess to the senior team and joined the senior team in Pan Am Cup in Peru and then have been with them ever since it was completely out of nowhere and I understand why we don't know each other because it was kind of out of thin air I was just all of a sudden on the team with these girls I didn't know and then quickly like was playing and yeah it was crazy <laughs> because like I was going through some of the archives and you were a member of the Ryers or not the Ryerson team the Trinity Western team that competed at the Ryerson at the 2017 uh national championships you guys won a bronze that year so um like, I, I I vaguely remember you then um but I and then I remember last year going to Trinity Western in, in November and um, speaking to you know some of the people at, at Trinity and they seemed all very surprised that you had decided at the last minute to go pro um, because you know everyone kind of seemed to, to think that you know and even when you first heard the join the national team I heard like yeah you know she's gonna join it but they're not sure if she's gonna stay and stuff like that but it it seems like that has changed completely and now you're back onto this path of, of being a professional volleyball player was that was so was that ever kind of the idea or is that just something that kind of came about you know once tom black was in the gym looking at you at you setting yeah it, basically that like i had very little vision for what i could be as a volleyball player like i didn't i just didn't know i didn't really know what pro was really i didn't know anything and being in the gym with tom and the whole staff was my first like exposure to even like just the knowledge that's out there about the game. And like, I remember learning like footwork for studying. I was like, I've never learned footwork. I, I didn't know there was footwork. I, I just, my whole life just been like go set and what you do is good enough. And I like learned so much so fast and I loved it. I was like, I never loved volleyball more than I did that first summer with national team. I was like, I just, I was like, I want to do this all day, every day, and I'm never sick of it. And I want to stay all night and I just want to keep learning everything. Like, I just, I just loved it so much. And the coaches were amazing. And, and, and like, we're such, it was such a good balance of like, you're not there yet, but we think you can be incredible. So trust us and keep trying this stuff. And I felt like addicted to getting better. And like, I was, I just, and then I started getting this vision of like, oh my gosh, like if I get way better, then our team can be better. And then we can do all these crazy, maybe we can qualify and maybe we can be great in the world. And I think my vision just like blew open. And, and that sort of, I remember it was like August 1st of 2019. I was like, I'm a hundred percent going back to Trinity Western for my fifth year. And like 10 days later, I was on a flight to germany for my first season like but not only was, like not only to germany like you went to dresden and you won a bundesliga championship in your first year so in 10 days you went from being like what's pro volleyball to being like hey i'm gonna go win championships in germany peace <laughs> yeah it was nuts i will not never forget i was sitting in our coaches i don't remember who was I, tom was there for sure i don't know if anyone else was there and he was like hey i really think you should consider looking and seeing if you can get a contract because we're going to try and qualify for the Olympics in January. And if the better you are, the better chance we have basically. And I think you could be a impact player, but Trinity, Trinity will be fun and easy, but it won't be probably like get you as much progress as it, as it could. If you went and played in a, like a, if you could get a contract in a good league, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, Oh, I really don't think so, but I'll think about it. And then I went home and talked to my husband and was like, is this crazy? Like, should I, but I'm like, 
who gets to like maybe have a chance of qualifying at the Olympics? Like, I'm not going to look back a year from now and go, oh, I wish I had done more to prepare for our qualifier. Like, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I have to go. And like, I just kind of caught this vision of like, I want to do anything I possibly can to make sure Canada is like performing the way that we are capable of and the way I know we can. And if I can prepare better to to make that happen then I'm going to do that it doesn't really matter so I literally (laughs) left everything and Trinity the whole team was so supportive I left them in a in a blur like I did not and I explained to them I'm like this wasn't my I never thought this would happen but you got to hear my heart like we're going to try and qualify for the Olympics like the Olympics like hello I have to do this like I have to go and get as good as I can to try and help us qualify and um I'm so glad I did it obviously we didn't qualify but I'm like I feel no regret. I'm just like, I did everything I possibly could. And now I have this total passion for like being a world-class volleyball player. I never thought I would ever want to do that. So it's the best. That's, that's incredible. I, I am, I, for one, am very happy that you decided to uh, stick with volleyball because, you know, like a year and a half later, here you are not only competing in the inaugural women's league in the United States, but you were like you were a person like you were one of the players like you were one of the players like when you come back to that league they will remember you as being the first ever third place finisher of that league and that's that's incredible imagine if you had gone back to trinity and like no hate to trinity whatsoever everyone in that trinity western building knows how i feel about that program i have the most love for it it's fantastic but i 100 percent agree like you know, and, and to be completely honest, they didn't need you. They won the Canada West without you, right? Yeah. So a huge testament to Ryan Hofer and that program. Of course, yeah. shout out to Hillary Howe. I saw that she was she just graduated from Trinity Western. So hopefully, you know, you did mention that you're going to be joining a Canadian player on the on your pro- pro- professional team. So maybe it's Hillary. I don't want. I don't know. I'm. I can't say anything. You haven't told me anything yet. But that's that's incredible. Um. And honestly, to, to anyone at home watching, and I've like I've I've been a club coach before, and I've heard so many. But yeah, I don't do privates. I don't do this. I don't do that. This is someone who didn't learn setting footwork until they were on the national team, <laughs> and, until they were on the national team. So guess what? If you want it, it's never too late. If if you want it, like you can go and get it. And now you know you are a mainstay of our, of our national team now let's let's jump into that because obviously unfortunately you guys didn't uh succeed in qualifying for for the 2020 olympics uh lost out the qualifier um in uh puerto rico back in in january of 2020 but you guys did manage to qualify for the volleyball nations league this summer um and if we dive into the national team right now I have never been as excited for the women's national team as I am right this moment because of the quality of volleyball that Canadian women are playing around the world. You know, looking at how the incredible season Alexa had in Italy, Kira is just tearing things up in in uh, in Poland. Jen and Emily Maglio are having great years in Turkey, China, doing great things in Japan. You obviously just destroying the athletes on limited league the way that you did is that you know like what do you think is gonna gonna happen when you guys get back all together and prepare for vnl because it's a brand new scenario too you've got a new coach and like it seems like the world is really you guys's oyster 100 percent. i totally agree i'm i cannot 
there's no words to describe how I'm feeling about being back together. We were never together last summer at all, the, the whole team. So we're now, this is like a year and a half basically since we've been on the same court together, which is crazy. Like, and so there's like all this emotional, like anticipation. I'm just so excited to see all my friends that I haven't seen in so long, but in terms of the volleyball, like I, I, you'd be crazy not to be super excited about our potential and not even our p- potential is just like just w- who we are now it's like we we're all way better than we were and that's going to impact our results in in nations league in a huge way i think and i really think even just being around some of the top american players and some of other like uh de la cruz and shayla like the way they speak about canadian players is is shifting like you can just tell there's like a lot more you're already answering my questions here perfect yeah Yeah, like it's there's just like there's names on the um like horizon that people are are recognizing and are aware of and i think there's like i don't know there's just this general excitement about what canada could could do and almost like finally canada is at the place where they deserve to be and um it's a result of a lot of things and a lot of people but i am really lucky to be like one of the girls that gets to be here right now and is gonna like get things done and and do things that we've never done and um i think it'll feel like electric on the court and i i really think we'll notice how much better everyone's gotten and just this level of like we are world-class players and we're going to play like that. And we're going to beat world-class teams because we are, we're one too. And um, I think there's just the level of trust in each other is, is going to go way up. Like the energy that you have right now and the confidence, even that you're just bringing to this talk is like, is getting me excited. Like that was kind of what I, what I was, was going to ask is like, what's the perception of Canadian volleyball um, amongst those players? And I mean, it seems to me that like the current generation of players is really changing that narrative and 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 quickly you know um just just the fact that you're able to go into that league and and have the success that that you did was 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 incredible and it's a huge testament to that but you know do you think that you guys can really be the leaders in in changing that image and that brand of the canadian indoors national team because like if we look back 10 years ago right when we don't qualify for for london in, in 2012 that's when sarah pavin's leaving the program and then a few real struggling years for the national team, but it yeah. seems like, you know, we may have never been in a better spot in women's volleyball in Canada than we are right now. Yeah, I agree fully. And I think it's like a combination of skill and ability. And then this like, like buy-in and, and, and real belief. And I really think there's like this magical moment that we're in right now where everyone really thinks that, we've got it and we've got it. Like we actually have the ability and we believe we have the ability, which is like hard to line those two things up sometimes. So um, I just cannot wait to get on the court and just like smooth out the like kinks of not playing together for a while. And then to just go and play a bunch of games against a bunch of really good teams and to be like right there with them. I'm like, I have no doubt. I just think like there's, yeah, I think that our like ceiling is so high and I'm I'm couldn't be more excited about the next couple of years. Like it's going to be epic. 
you know, we're, we're seeing a huge, it's a huge female wave. You know, you just competed in the first uh, female pro league. Now you're going to be competing on the first national team that's led by uh, women in, in Shannon Windsor. What's that mean to you to kind of be a part of that shift? And um, I know nothing about Shannon. So what is your perception? And, you know, how is your feeling about having the first uh, ever female coach in Canadian history? I mean, it's the coolest thing ever. Like, we're so lucky. It's so rare, crazy rare. And the fact that we have a female that is not only a female, but really capable of, of leading our team at, at, a, at a really high level. Like that's another thing that's like, that's just, that's also rare and really special that we get to be on the receiving end of that. And I'm so like, obviously we loved the staff that we just had in Tom and Ben and Joe and Jeff and all of them. I, I think it's just like such a cool like swing almost just like this new fresh like completely new staff and led by a female like we're like that's like historical like we're going to be part of that and what a cool like picture we're showing to our country and and to be led by a Canadian and she's a female and strong and and smart and like I don't know I'm I'm so excited and I think that the whole um shift of like just empowering female capable female leaders to do the jobs that they're able to do is the is the coolest thing and and really will make a big difference for a lot of people i think do you think the experience that you just had in the athletes unlimited uh league has created like a different mindset for you heading into the national team season in terms of my like play yeah just just your 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 own play yeah i definitely think i think anytime you get a chance to like play with amazing players and feel like at home. Oh, sorry. My computer's being crazy. Um, I think anytime that happens, it of course like heightens confidence and, and just like, I think the, the um, nature of this league that was like so centered on individual points and winning and like winning sets, I think it really like developed my ability to just problem solve really fast and, and to win. Like, I was just like, I need to figure out how to win every point and every set. And if I do that, I'm going to do well in this league. So that like urgency to just like play my game really well and kind of get out of my head a bit that I felt like really developed and just seeing like, I don't know where I'm at, even in within that group of players, like, I don't know not it's not this like comparison thing but you can't like do really well in something that was awesome and then not let that affect like of course I'm like even more excited to get going with the girls that I love and care about and that we've all been working so hard together like I just feel like it's this combination of we're just going to explode at VNL that's amazing I hope you guys explode at, at VNL now in 2019 you were a newcomer to the team do you feel like you are going to take a bit more of a, a bit bigger of a leadership role heading into to now into to 2021? Obviously, we're going to see. Um, I'm sure we're going to see some retirements. Has has the roster been announced yet? No, uh, it no, it, it hasn't. Jen wouldn't tell me the roster when I did my podcast with her a few weeks ago. Uh, Jen, I'm still mad at you for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> right, and like, do I? I personally think that you're going to step up and and be a leader especially on a team like the national team like if you look at someone like kira or like alexa they're maybe not the most vocal athletes but watching you play at the athletes unlimited just speaking to you now you seem to be very vocal you seemed very good at, at connecting and you know i i think it'd be great to see you step up as as one of the leaders of the women's national team 
Totally. I, I definitely, my goal is to be the best version of myself I can possibly be. And that looks like me connecting relationally with girls and being energetic and being vocal and communicating and bringing people together and connecting off the court with girls and kind of bridging gaps between girls that don't know each other that well. Those are like things that come easy for me. So I know that like, I hope every girl is thinking about like, how can I be the best leader I can be for this team in lots of different ways. And I, I'm definitely in that zone. I'm thinking all the time, like, okay, I know this girl's going to be there. She doesn't know this girl very well. I'm going to make sure that I like figure out a way to connect with them both so that they feel comfortable and like totally at ease. And I want to make sure, I don't know, just like that everyone feels really valued and that the like work ethic and, and belief is just always at an absolute max. So I think I, I, I'm going to be who I always am like, but I definitely think just like as years progress, you feel more and more like capable of doing that well, because you can get to know the girls more and you know what they need and you know what the team needs more. So um, that's my plan in terms of leadership on the team. Do you think that's a, not a con a consequence, but a, a factor due to your faith, you know, from what I understand you're uh, you run your own church, um, with with your husband and you've be, always been very passionate and leader in in that space are you just kind of taking the natural leadership skills that you've developed in you know in in that aspect of your life and transferring them to over to volleyball yeah that's a good question I definitely think so for sure I I like grew up in a family and a community that like is all about people and like people thriving basically like I the whole like I guess we don't need to get into the whole church, but I'm part of a church that uh, the whole goal is that people would like find what it means to really live and like to be free, free and, and, and really experience love. And these are all things that like, regardless of whether I believe the same things as someone else on my team, I want them to experience like this, like over the top love and, and trust and, and, passion like like that I'm passionate about who they are and that definitely is an overflow of like my relationship with God and 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 just how I'm like used to operating within that um like relationship I guess and that's kind of overflows into how I see everyone and how I want to treat people and how I want to like the presence I want to bring to a team and on the court and stuff for sure do you think that type of infectious energy not not necessarily you know like religion and, and stuff like that but just that type of confidence and um that desire for everyone to be their best do you think that's kind of one of the things that need that's needed for the national team to take that next step um because maybe you're not privy to it because you're a little bit newer but let's say in years past a little bit further back than more recently that let's say the national team maybe didn't like each other as much and there was some some cattiness and and yeah. infighting, uh, let's say. But it seems like, you know, you guys have turned over a new leaf and there's a different approach with this team. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree. And I think that is so much more valuable than anybody gives it credit for in the game of volleyball. Like, it is so, you are so dependent on your teammates in every way to succeed at volleyball that if the, the closer you can be off the court, I just think it's just a direct correlation to how, smooth and connected you can feel when you're playing the game and I think the that's a really special part of our team is the bond we have and um I my goal is definitely to continue to grow that and expand it so that everyone feels that not just a few girls you know and 
um, yeah, I think it's a massive part of our team that if we lose it, we'll lose games. So I think it's like something we have to treat like treasure almost on our team and in our culture. Yeah, because like if we go back to Peru when you guys qualified like the Challenger Cup, you know, you guys are up to nothing. Was it Croatia or Czech Republic in the finals? I can't I can't remember. I wasn't there. That's the tournament right before I came, so I'm not actually sure. You're right. Um, but even even if we, we go back to that, it seemed like the, the team had like a, a sort of invincible feel to them. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, Autumn gets injured and everything kind of went down from there. But it for me, it was kind of a glimpse into the future of what could be with this team and how, how they were working together, how they're communicating, how everyone was executing their role perfectly. It was something that truly I'd never seen from the women's national team kind yeah. of ever since I've been covering, a, you know, Team Canada. And yeah. that to me is, you know, we're going to have good players like Akira, like an Alexa, but, you know, we're not going to ever be a China with a Zuting or uh, a Serbia with, with a Boscovich and working together in that unit is is important how important is this vnl because it's going to be the group of 18 how important is this vnl yes you guys want the results but kind of to establish that culture and establish that identity of canadian volleyball yeah it's huge and this like it's hardest to like the the culture you have on your team and the values you have really come out and shine when you're up against really tough opponents and when you're in really hard games. So I think it's going to really expose to us like, okay, what are we actually made of? And what are, what's, what is the actual like um, skeleton of our team that like always withstands regardless of what kind of situation we're in. Um, so I think it'll give us a ton of testing for that and like force us to figure out like, okay, when we're down, what do we do and how do we help each other out? And um, we want to be a team that can consistently compete against the best in the world. And we're not going to do that if we crumble and fall and turn on each other when we get into tough situations. That's just, it, you can't have both those things. So I think it's going to force us to not only figure out our volleyball and play at a high level, but also um, interact at a high level and communicate at a high level. All those things are just as important. So um, I'm so excited for like all the learning that's going to come and how we're going to get to know each other better on the court, especially, and just, like that will carry us into this next quad so well, I think. And hopefully we can stay in VNL and perform like we can. And this can just start to become a thing that Canada plays at the highest level in the world all the time. And that's what we do. And that's um, not a one-off thing. And that's only going to come with this like rock solid culture that um, we're going to, we're going to see in VNL and we're going to develop even more so. Yeah, I I think I'm very excited for what's to happen. Um, you know, I, I think we saw in the past decade in the, two, the 2010s, we saw that with the men's team and we saw the men's team make that jump and, you know, not only be like, hey, we're a team that's here, but we're a team that's going to be here consistently. And if you don't show up against you, us, you're going to beat us. You're, we're going to yeah. beat you. And hell, even if you do show up against us, yeah. we're still going to beat you. Yeah. And I think that's where we're kind of at with, with the, the women's national team, too. I agree. Now, do you guys, do you, are you aware kind of, of some of the young talent coming up? Um, because for me, like a, a few years ago, I think it was 2019, actually, it was the first time that we ran a junior program on, on the women's side. Yeah. And it's very exciting for me to know that like, we've got that young talent coming up and we've also got some, some big talent in, in, in here. Is that, 
is that something you're aware of as well? For sure. I was in um, Vancouver for this fall training and when the NEP program was happening in Richmond as oh, well. Were, were you so there? With I was there. There, I wasn't there with them, but I was there enough to know who the best players were and to like pay attention and get really excited about the future. Um, that's like, that's what we need. Like our, our core group of players right now on the senior team, so many of us are really young that it's so exciting because it's like we have so many more years ahead of us. And not only that, but we have these unreal athletes coming up, not that far behind us. And that's what we want. That's how, that's what it takes to be great over and over and over and over again. It doesn't happen with just this one group one time, like we want it to sustain. So definitely thinking about it and doing my best to connect with younger girls and, and get them to stay excited about Canada volleyball and like what we can be a few years from now. So definitely it's on my mind a lot. Is the thought already at Paris 2024 or is it just kind of, oh, there we go. I was going to ask, is it kind of just this year and we'll get to there, but I didn't even finish the question and you were already nodding away. No, it's on Paris for sure. That's the that's that's what's driving driving me. Love it. Now, for, driving you, you know, you, you mentioned wanting to, you're going to be going back to Europe. Is this something that, you know, you've kind of like, hey, the sky's the limit for me. I want to see what type of athlete I, I can be because i mean like if you were just being taught footwork in like 2019 in 2021 you're you know taught like like to me like there's still room in the tank there to to grow and is that kind of your 100 like, you know it's almost like it's an experiment like let's see how good i can get yeah exactly i think that summer with tom really showed me like it just like opened this door that i was like i had no clue that like even just what I was capable of, of doing and learning and the ways I could grow. I just had no, I really thought I had like almost reached my peak as a player. I was like, yeah, I think this is kind of it. Like, I don't really know how much better I could get. I'm just doing, playing the game kind of. And so I think my mind just got blown and, and he really instilled in me this like desire to see where I can go with this career. And, and I, I feel that all the time, every day. Like I just, all I want is to be world-class and to help Canada do incredible things. And I think, yeah, that's what's driving my decisions and my, um, my like path, I guess, moving forward. I'm just like, how can I develop? I'm like always, I basically I'm telling my agent, like put me on a team that is going to develop me the best so that next year I can be the most amount better than I, that I possibly could be. Like, I don't care about anything, just get develop me. I just want, I'm, I know I'm young. I have so much to learn. Um, so that's definitely like my, by my only motivator really is just to get better. Have you seen, I'm guessing you must have seen a change. Maybe, maybe your agent's seen the change in the team's calling since, you know, the beginning of the athletes pro league to now. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, a bunch of options and it, which was so fun because you can really decide like, okay, like, okay, this is kind of sounds kind of cool, but like, is that actually going to make me better? Or is this going to make me better? Like, I, I felt like we could really figure out like what is going to make Brie King the best she can be a year from now. And then we reassess again a year from now, like what that year, what team is going to make me. And I, I just want to keep jumping and, and, and as a player, you know, not, it's easy to get caught up in like, Oh, this league and this, team and this coach and but it's like all I want to do is develop and and 
get better. And my agent is like totally locked into that too. So it's, yeah, it was, it's been sweet. Now you, you mentioned earlier, you have a husband and for those who are watching and aren't Christian, maybe they say the 23 is a little bit young, but it seems like he's very supportive just from the few times that you've mentioned him. And, you know, does he fully support that, that path of being a pro? Is he going to come with you and, and be a, be a volleyball husband? Like we see some of the, uh, the girlfriends become volleyball wise on the guys, guys side. Yeah, totally. He is. Yeah. He's been such a champ. Like I, when we got married, I had no desire of playing pro. I, that wasn't even a thing. It was before national team. I was young. And so the poor guy has had to just like adapt everything so that I can go and do this crazy life. Um, but it's been amazing. And I think we're both like, we both care about the same things. And he knows that like my, my motivation is, the same as his for what he's doing in his life. So it's really like, we feel really aligned, even though a lot of time we're spending apart doing different, completely different things. Um, he's just like, so, so into it and loves the, like, it, it, it's, it's obviously so fun when you're married to someone to see them like loving it and, and thriving. That's what you want. You, he would never want me to like give it up to be together more, but then me wishing I could like, that just makes no sense. So it's really easy to, it's a lot. It's really hard to be apart, and long distance marriage is no joke. It sucks a lot of the time, but it's a lot easier to do it when both husband and wife are like doing something they really, really care and are passionate about. So that's kind of where we've found the most peace. And I wish he could come with me the whole league, but he's also doing something he loves and pastoring our church. And so he he comes back and forth a lot. He'll visit a bunch of times when, when this coming year, but he won't he's not like permanently there with me no I mean, it, you know he as you said he's got his own own things going on but that's great that you have have that support um yeah. i feel like is is do you think that's maybe a reason why we we see women stop their 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 careers so early because you know there is maybe that pressure from the other side to start a family and and whatnot yeah i 100 percent think so not and even not even starting a family but just meeting someone like so many girls are single playing overseas and you're in a foreign country and not really meeting like guys that you would want to marry necessarily or maybe they don't even speak your language or some girls kind of like randomly meet other Americans or whatever but it's really hard and you're not meeting many new people so that like pressure and not even pressure but just like desire to want to be a wife and have a partner like that is real. And I, and a lot of girls, I had so many conversations in this league of athletes unlimited that so many girls wanted to play in this league so that they didn't have to go overseas because they wanted to start a family and, and find a husband. And that's hard. Like it's hard to feel like you have to give up your job that you love to like make those like life steps, I guess. So, um, yeah, I think kids is a huge thing. Obviously, like I hope to be a mom one day. I, I hope. And even with this league, like seeing moms playing, I'm like, it kind of just opens up. I think like we don't have a lot of vision for it sometimes, but it's so possible to like be a mom and keep playing. So I think there's like walls that are being broken down all the time, but it's still definitely like it's a dance that females have to like figure out um, in a, in a really unique way. Yeah, I for me it was always like Carrie Walsh Jennings was the first yeah. one. Like she would go, she would have a kid, she'd come back win medals, she'd have more kids, she'd come back win medals. I got to I've got to spend a lot of time with Carrie over the years at different events and watching how she's been able to do that has really, you know, like 
no one can ever say that you can't you can be an you can't be an athlete and raise a family at the, the same time because one of the best ever in beach volleyballs did it and as we saw Sheila Castro was doing it as well too. I want to be Carrie Walsh one day. You, you want to be her? I mean, I, I feel like I want to be Carrie Walsh Jennings one day. Like she just walks into the room and she she's so infectious. Uh, like just with her her smile and the way she treats people, it's 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 great. Does is she your like your volleyball hero? Oh like, boy! Do, do, or do you have a volleyball hero? Let's let's get into this. Come on. Like, no, I don't have a hero. She's she's like the one like great player that I'm like I. I, I know enough about you to know that I want to I want to follow what you've been doing and and if I can be half of what you've been I'll be happy like she she's just got everything all of her values and priorities are just so locked in dead on that I, and and she's amazing at volleyball and I'm like if I can do that for as many years as she is like keep everything like keep the first things first you know and not let it become about what it shouldn't be about but still be unreal like that's the ultimate goal for sure so yeah i guess she is my hero never thought about it like that but <laughs> i mean if you're gonna have a hero she's one of the best to do it like as for all the reasons that you just said i mean i don't even need to add anything there she's so yeah. incredible on on so many different levels now just to to go back you you, you talked a bit kind of this fall you were training um, and you were training mostly with the men's team uh, at that point at, at Trinity Western. You were training with Ben Josephson, um, training with the men. How was that? What was the difference kind of for, you know, you to jump in with them and, and, and play with them? Yeah, it was such a treat. I felt so lucky. Um, they only had one setter at the time when I jumped in. So I, I felt like I was able to help them a bit, like be able to play games and stuff which was awesome for me to not feel like I was like crashing their party but it was just it turned into being just like one of the funnest times of volleyball ever like the guys like Benjo is incredible his staff is incredible obviously everyone knows that they're just legends but he has so obviously done such a like amazing job of recruiting high quality guys like these like they're all like my age and a bit younger I didn't know them all because a lot of them are came in after I was gone and they just treated me like I was gold like so sweet and protective and like but like treated me like I was on the team and it was it was so fun and really like a rewarding experience and I felt like I was able to really improve big time in a lot of ways that you just like defense is an obvious one because they're just hitting it so hard and fast. Um, but even just like game sense and like playmaking and all that, like they've just got legend setters in their gym that were so helpful for me, like problem solving and figuring out how I can grow my game. So I loved every minute of it. It was so fun. You know what? They do have some legend setters in the gym, but we're going to call those guys out because you are going to be the first, you're the first, you know, national team setter for, um, coming out of that Trinity Western gym because both Mr. Ben Ball and uh, Adam Schreimer. Uh, no, hey, no, no hate uh, for either of the guys. Both those guys know I, I love them quite a bit. I have the most amount of respect for them. Um, but as you said, they were both legends and they stopped after that, whereas you were kind of that first one to, to take on that mantle and, and to move on to the national team. There we go. And I mean, if you even had the original, you even had the Trinity way afterwards, just be like, yeah, you know, like I, I've had some fun here and obviously I'm a really good setter, but I'm, I'm just going to like hang, hang up my shoes after, after this. <laughs> yeah. Like 
Adam and Ben, I promise there's no shade, but like I would have, I still to this day, I would have loved to have known what you guys would have looked like in a national team jersey. It it, it would have it would have been a lot of fun to see Ben Ball run that offense. You know, same thing with Schreimer. I had so much fun watching them at at Trinity Western. Was always like, yeah, what's gonna happen next? Um, I mean, hey, it's benefit for FVVC and yeah, and all all of those things. Have you felt an impact yet of maybe being recognized more now that you know? now that athletes unlimited has happened because you know it was on cbc they were you were an athlete that they were talking about quite a bit like has maybe the canadian volleyball crowd start to recognize you a little bit more yeah for sure i definitely um i definitely feel that there's more traction around me as a player and our team in general and which is the best like the more like visibility i get that means the more visibility for our team which is ultimately the goal and what we want like we want to have a bigger support and fan base so i definitely feel like i feel it's growing and kind of building and starting to snowball a bit which is the best and um trying to just like direct it all to our team and like look at how cool this is that we're all going to be in l and like be on our our team and support us in every way you can because that's going to be a huge part of it all but yeah i definitely feel it starting to grow in a lot of ways for sure do you have any goals like for yourself personally for Vienna? Um, no, like I want to, I want to perform uh, like, like I can consistently over and over and over again. And I think that will come down to a lot of like prep and mental work and um, a real buy-in for my own self too. And like a lot of energy put into like all, all the on and off court communication and connection and all that stuff. But um I think I just want to be like a really reliable player for these girls that they, they like, they know I've got them. And um, like, I, yeah, I want to, I want to be, I want to beat a bunch of teams. That's what I really want. Like my, my I, it's not really, a per, I, I feel like you can't only have personal girl goals as a volleyball player. It's like, you need your team. I need my team to do anything. And, and I hope we together all play the way we can and beat teams over and over. That's what I want ultimately. And that we stay in it and, continue to grow this thing is there any team in particular that you're looking forward to playing Mm, i think it'll be fun to play korea again because we played them at our qualifier in august a while back and we went to four with them and i think we could have won and i'm excited to see how we match up again against them um there's a lot of those teams that are kind of like maybe they should beat us but i think we're better now and those games are all going to be really fun um the like middle of the pack teams um yeah what about the u.s because you know i'm like i'm sure jordan lardison will be a part of that 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 american team and i'm sure there's gonna be a few other girls on on that american team yeah for sure Uh, it'll be well just to start like jordan and karsta Lowe, i'm got really close within the league as well and the fact that they're there is just the funnest like we're all so excited to like kind of keep going on the bubble like we have been um so that's really fun and it'll be so like such a fun thing to play against them. And they're just such awesome people that it, it makes it more fun to even, I have something to look forward to when we play USA. And and I feel that way about a lot of like De La Cruz is going to be there. Shayla might be there. She like, there's a lot of unconfirmed rosters and stuff, but 
I feel like I have a group of friends at VNL completely outside of my team that I can't wait to see and hang out with, like, which is the coolest thing ever. You're almost like part of like the cool girl squad, you know, where yeah, like, yeah. We, like you guys were playing Champions League and playing in, in Italy and Turkey and stuff like that. We were over here on NBC, okay? We were over here on Fox. So, you know what? We were in the bubble. We got it done. And uh, yeah, you know, AU Pro Volleyball for Life. Amen. Like, are you going to wear this? You guys are all going to wear the swag oh, around the bubble and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Is Was this, was the swag nice? Like the, the, yeah, the other really, stuff that, the other stuff that they gave you? Really nice. So much stuff. All Nike. It was really nice. <laughs> is it like, did you, did they give you shoes too? The they shoes. Yep. Court shoes and running shoes. It was overwhelming how much stuff they gave us, but it was so nice. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. That's, it's so incredible that. You know, as, as I said, like, I was very interested to see how you were going to stack up down there. Yeah, me too. I had no clue. <laughs> and then you went on down there and thrived. And, like, I know we're going back to this. And we've already talked about it. But it's it was honestly so phenomenal that you were able to do that and represent Canada that way and represent Trinity Western that, that way. And, I mean, ultimately just represent yourself that way. Because at the end of the day, you know, they kept on talking about, you almost pretty much every broadcast they they talked about you and uh like i I actually have your stats here let's let's dive into them for for a second um did do you do you know your stats from the league no clue okay let's see so you finished um 20 kills not bad so you averaged 0.44 kills per set which is not bad only three errors uh, on on your kills um 570 assists so Sam Swelliger Sensen in 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 second only had four twenty nine. You were averaging you averaged twelve point six seven assists per set. You also had the most uh, service aces uh, for a setter, and then you also averaged almost four digs a set. You had one hundred seventy seven digs at three point nine three digs a set, and also seventeen blocks, which also led all setters. You only had two less blocks than Jordan Larson. <laughs> I was just copying everything she did and it worked. <laughs> real real quick, what was up with um, you guys all wearing masks throughout the entirety of the event until the last week? And there's one clip and I remember sharing it on Instagram and you get a big block and you turn and you're so happy. And I was just like, what's different about this clip? And I was like, oh, there's no masks. Yes. And like what it would have given to see your like your guys' entire faces the entire time, just to see that like the joy on it while while you guys were playing, I think that would have made such like just bumped it that much more. I agree. It was it was so great we finally got to not because everyone noticed like you, like on the last weekend, like this is the best. Like what a fun way to end. But the plan originally was to never wear masks when we were playing games. Like we were gonna train with them all the time and then not for matches. Um, but we like I don't really know how much a lot to say, but there was some COVID issues during the bubble mm. that made it so that we had to be like extra precautionary. And then by the end, we had gone a long time without any positive tests. So we were able to for the last weekend, it just kind of worked out timing wise. Um, but it was all like obviously in an effort to protect us all. And it worked like we got the league happened and never stopped. And it was amazing. So um, but obviously it's the masks are the worst when you're playing. It was never. Yeah. And, and this is not, this is not a thing that where you, you can't go to school or work or be like Brian ever talking podcasts and saying masks are the worst. I'm not going to wear it. We're not supporting your anti-mask agenda over here. However, you know, in the playing situation, that yeah. seems like, it, like you were just seeing all the players in between points, like pulling yeah. them away and like sucking so, in for air. Yeah. hundred percent. 
so sweaty and nasty. Would you, if if the bubble had to play in a, in a mask again, would you would you speak up about it? Would you would you talk about it, or just kind of be like, hey, this is what has to happen? I felt like the people that were making the decisions were so clear as to why we were doing it that it would have been pointless to argue it. It was like they they really are just doing this because they think it's what's best for us. And I they were really educated and and like seemed to have a really good plan in place. That I was like, I'm just. I'm just happy we're playing volleyball. So I'm not about to start complaining about the fact that I have to wear a mask. Like it's not, it's doable and we get to play and it doesn't affect the play that much. So um, I feel like I would, I'm sure girls would complain. I wouldn't be one of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Brie, I, I mean, we talked through everything on my list and, and more. Um, I have to say, thank you for representing Canada the way you did in the, in the athletes unlimited league. I mean, Obviously, your play was one was incredible, but just like the human that they talked about, the way that they talked about you and the human that you are, you know, the way that Simon Michelle featured you playing your guitar. Is that another thing? Are you going to be bringing your guitar to Rimini? Is, is I think that, so. I think so. Yeah. Like, are, are we going to get like, because I'm, I'm, I'm almost hoping like the Rimini bubble is going to be something like the NBA bubble. And, you know, <laughs> I still have, I still have, uh, views of um uh who's the canadian guy who got hurt last night in the nba why why am i blanking on this uh for the nuggets wow okay doesn't matter but he's like after the game he's just like he was filming donovan mitchell and being like this guy just dropped 30 on us like i hope that the teams are going to be able to interact and i'm seeing this moment of like brie with a guitar a whole kumbaya moment and you know just a sea of the different track suits in in like some room somewhere in rimini italy this is this is what i want to see this is the type of content i want from the bubble fivb i want <laughs> Like lead, I hope so. lead them in like a kumbaya or, or or something. Okay, okay, I'll do my best. Okay, well, Bree, before before we let you go, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Is there anyone you want to say hi to? Uh, this like is this is your time to shine here. Uh, what's normal? What do people usually do? Um, I mean, sometimes people say hi to their mom, or sometimes oh. people, you know, you don't you don't have to. Cool. I know. I'm going to shout out to my little nieces and nephews. They go. all watch and they all loved the league and they're the cutest things. And they just are learning how to play balloon volleyball in their houses. So amazing. How, how old are they? There's uh, seven of them and they're like seven, five, four, three, two, one, six months. <laughs> amazing. So perfect. So um, plus you guys are in that you know, Vancouver area, uh, Matt Kruger and new wave volleyball they're starting up their their ripples programming uh okay. down down that way so we can get them into programs quickly um i'm pre actually i'm pretty sure he's doing some stuff in abbotsford that's where that's where kruger's from so yeah let's let's get them into the sport quickly because uh, obviously there's something in the bloodline of the o'reilly's that's like we got we got to keep going we got to we got to keep lives awesome when do you when do you head to italy may 1st may 1st Yep, very and, soon. and you guys are doing a training camp there first with with the women's national team before you head yeah. into the bubble yeah exactly amazing i wish i could come i know we wish you were coming that'd be so fun yeah i did i tried to email the fivb about getting a media pass and just didn't get an answer oh great <laughs> yeah but i do from what i understand it has to be two different like it's either you're with the men or the women and there's okay. no going back and forth between the two of them yeah 
that's what I heard too. It's like two separate bubbles, which sounds like a headache for whoever has to organize that. Yeah, but. seriously. I, I would love to see it. Like I would love to see when you guys are playing the Canadian men in the in the crowd chirping because I've heard them chirp before and I know they can yeah, get under people's skin. The business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, yeah. um, Bree, thank you so much for, for coming to chat with uh, chat with me uh, tonight. I'm really glad that we did. I'm really glad I got to learn a bit about you. Um, I'm really glad that you decided not to quit volleyball. Like this is this is the most mind blowing thing about about this conversation to me is that you were like inches away from just like being like okay like i'm i'm done with volleyball and i'm at peace in it and i'm sure you would be successful in whatever you do next but man i couldn't imagine you doing i couldn't imagine you not being a part of the national team and stuff like what where would we be right (laughs) no i'm so happy too thanks so much for having me on this was awesome and so relaxed and fun and you're awesome we'll have to do something once we get uh like once we get uh once you guys are in the bubble we'll we'll get a few of the the girls on here we can do a bit of a round table let's Um, do it like just just get the conversation going because like as as we've talked about it so much but the potential of the women's national team right now is so 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 high i don't think women's volleyball has ever been in a better place in canada than it is right now with everything that's going on the beach the way you guys are competing the way that the young kids are coming up and uh yeah i definitely think we need to have more of these conversations because you guys deserve you guys deserve the world and uh, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun to watch you guys Thanks so much. And thanks for following along with Athletes Unlimited too. That's so fun to hear that you guys are loving it. And your girlfriend, tell her I say hi. <laughs> she's she's quickly becoming, uh, my girlfriend's a dancer. Um, oh, fun. She knows nothing about volleyball and, and now she lives with me. So it's, 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 it's a different world. Um, but uh, I mean, it was, it was so easy to watch. It was always on a stream or anything. We would throw, we would throw it on, we'd eat dinner, play some crib. And so yeah, fun. it was, it was always, it was a great thing to do during quarantine on Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday night, Monday nights, something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. All right, guys. Bree, thank you so much again, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Bree King, formerly Bree O'Reilly, starting center for the women's national team, third place at the Athletes Unlimited Pro League, German Bundesliga champion, multiple time U-sport medalist. And I mean, the story is only just beginning. So Bree, thank you so much for joining us. And best of luck in Italy this year. We will definitely, or in the, at the bubble, we'll definitely be watching and following along and cheering you guys on. And we'll definitely chat to you once you're there as well. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys.